Hi, I'm Sean Hanif, and you're listening to Life of an Entrepreneur. Welcome back to the Life of an Entrepreneur podcast. Uh, my name is Sean. Uh, I'm the CEO of Genflow, and this podcast is pretty much just me taking you through my actual life of as an entrepreneur of a very growing, fast-paced business. Kind of want to go through, and um, yeah, so hopefully. You'll enjoy this episode, and um, in this episode, the title of this episode is Hustler's Ambition, and the reason is, firstly, um, I've been hustling since I was young, and I feel like my ambition hasn't changed a bit, and I'm going to get into that a bit later, and lastly, it's one of my favorite songs by 50 Cent called Hustler's Ambition, so I decided to name the episode that. I'm pretty much going to have a name per episode. Um which is going to always be about something that I kind of like do or think. Um, that's the idea. But regardless of that, every single episode, I'm going to be telling you pretty much what I'm actually going through, like real life. So, you know, let's just get straight into it. Um, so I raised $11 million for my business. The last episode, I went through how I did that. So pretty much, I completed the deal uh, before Christmas 2020. Um, decided to take uh, about 10 days off where I just kind of like sat and thought about stuff. So when I say off, I don't think I've ever had a day off mentally, but I never want a day off mentally because it's actually really fun to still be thinking about stuff in your mind. Um, but at a point where I am today, it, 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 can't, it just always happens. I find myself, no matter what I'm doing, if I'm ever alone with my thoughts, the thoughts would be pretty much about the business and about what I'm doing and how am I going to do, what's next to do. It's a very natural, it's instinctive. It's like, it's, it's not even, I don't even have to try to think. My brain is always thinking about that stuff. So yeah, it was 10 days off of uh, sitting on my laptop or having calls with the team or clients, but mentally I was switched on completely. Especially when I go to the gym, um, I find it, the most uh, time where I can plan things in my head. Um, and I think if anyone's listening, you know, you should uh, relish those moments where you're by yourself, where you talk to yourself, because those are the moments that I have always found I've probably done like my best work, which actually is thinking. Thinking what is next? Shall I do this? Or I have this meeting, like what shall I say in this meeting? Shall I say it like this or shall I say it like that? What if they said this? I need to be ready. Then make uh, my response is going to be this if they say this. Rarely, that's how I talk to myself almost at all times. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then um, from 1st of Jan, got like fully back into it. And it was like, cool, raise the money. What happens now? So firstly, if I take a step back, what actually happened was um, when you raise money, like I have done, of course you have to create a business plan, which I talked about in the last episode. In there, you have to completely detail, you know, what are you going to do with the money and everything else. So I already had come up with a plan, but anyone listening to this, if I just be real with you, you make a plan, but at the same time, you well know that when I have to start executing this plan, then I'm actually going to have to really think about how I'm physically going to do these things that I was saying it. So the way I thought of it in my head was, before you get the funding or investment, you're in sell mode, which is um, 
you know, you're selling. I can, we can do this, we can do that. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great salesperson. I can sell almost anything to anybody. But now it's like, okay, the selling ends and I actually start doing. And it's a complete different mind shift because, yeah, we'll open an office in New York. We're going to do Miami. Then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. And people are like, wow, you're so certain. We believe you. But now the pressure starts to come and it's like, okay, now I have to physically do this stuff. And ultimately, as a CEO and a founder of a business, it's ultimately my responsibility. So, you know, for a moment, you get scared. You, you feel like, um, can I really do all this? How do I know? Uh, I've never ran a, you know, I'm at the highest point I've ever been ever in my life. So how do I, the next, the next level, I've never been there. So can I do this? And those doubts and stuff is completely normal. But what I've always found is as soon as I think that, the very next second, I think, I can't wait to do this. Um, and that's just kind of how I've always been. Maybe it's down to the fact that I've seen my parents, like, um, you know, bit of a backstory. So my, my dad, he grew up in a village in Pakistan, and he actually didn't have shoes till he was nine years old. And, I've all, and obviously, I didn't know him when he was nine years old, but he tells me, I think he didn't know English, and he would, like, sit in his, like, farm where he was, like, born in the village, and he would, like, have books, and he would sit and teach himself English, that one day I'll be able to like go to college because he had a dream of being a doctor. He used to collect empty, uh, t uh, what your tablets come in, I guess the wrapper that, that your tablets come in. He used to collect those as a hobby. And I guess the point of I've always seen growing up that you can pretty much do anything. So in the moments where I feel like I can't do this, but I don't know why naturally I just feel like I can do this. I guess I've seen it around me maybe growing up. I do feel that. I've seen, I've seen my parents do it. Time and time again, they've done things that other people around them um, didn't do just because of self-belief and self-motivation. So I'm very like that. So I guess, you know, beginning of January, I um, was like, cool, I need to do this now. Like, this is really my time to do this. So then I started breaking it down the how am I gonna get there? So I guess what I've really been doing I started straight from the top. I thought it's time to, you know, now we're growing a real big business. It's no longer something that I'm trying. Is it gonna work? It has worked. It has fundamentally has worked. We've sold millions. One of the biggest investors in the world believes in our mission, believes in me. It's, it's been a weird thing actually that um, up till now, I've always, yeah, everyone doubts themselves. And uh, even though with success, you still doubt yourself, but with, the investors, like we had obviously so many. And then with one, like obviously doing a deal with one, it has really made me think that I actually do know what I'm doing. And um, it's time to like really, I guess I've taken a bit of time mentally to make myself realize I actually know what I'm doing. And I need to like keep trusting myself and my gut instinct. So with like, what's next? So, you know, I was like, now that I have this big opportunity in front of me, how am I going to get there? So the first thing I've done is I'm going to strip back everything we do in the business because now there's such a big opportunity in front of us. We've got here somehow, but now we're here. We know that the opportunity is real. People believe in me. 
I believe in myself that much more, but now I want to make sure everything is the best it can be. You can't leave it to chance. So what I mean by that is, I guess, what I started doing is, let's completely break down how we do every single thing we do in the business and re-look re at it, rebuild it wherever it's needed. So what I mean in actual terms is the following. So when we sign a client, what's the process? Who does what, at what stage? When do we send the email? What's in our deck presentation that we send? You know, it should be templated in a certain way. So we're not like sending really good decks to one person and, and to another client, we're not sending it because different people made it. It should be standardized. Number two, I guess for, for us as a business, you know, we, we sign an influencer and then we start building a brand with them. And um, in that, there's obviously, uh, there's a lot of process, as you can imagine. So I'll, I'll give you a scenario just for context. So some, maybe someone listening right now, you have some followers and you want to launch a brand one day, you'll come to Gemflow and we pretty much start from the idea. You maybe have, you have, maybe you have an idea. So we'll sit with you and we'll be like, okay, what's the idea? What's the market? What are you trying to achieve? And then my team will go away and start putting something together for you, which would be like, okay, this is how we see it working. So if that's a clothing brand, we think this could be the first collection with these colors, these designs, we'll design it all, come back to, to go back to the influencer, and then he'll come back saying, I want this, I want that. Or maybe I, I like this, I don't like this. Then you move on to like sampling, costing, and then you know the, the process continues from there. So just, just like I just ran through those things, so that's literally what I've been doing. Um, and then I thought if I'm gonna do this, I need to do it with like the main people in the business. So the company today is split up into like different departments almost. We have product that look after all the manufacturing, logistics, supply chain of product. We have tech that look after all the websites and mobile apps and everything else. We have media that look after all the media side of the business, which is the promotion, the ads, the social media, the content creation. And then we have um, the client side of stuff, which is the brand building, how you build brands, manage brands, grow the brands. Then there's customer support and a few other small things um, uh, around. So per team, just like, okay, let's, let's just break it down. So what I've been doing is having long sessions with my team. We book three hours in. So for the past two weeks, my life has pretty much been thinking about how things should be and then sitting with my team in a three hour session and then literally planning it out. And I guess this is where I'm quite different. I feel like probably from others, other CEOs may ask other people to do it. I'm the type that I will do it myself, but with people, obviously my team, but I'll like open a document and start typing and being like, okay, let's just start right from the top. It's been very, very cool actually just to go through that experience just because I think I've never ever worked on Genflow. I think I've always worked in Genflow. I've always been doing the day-to-day. -day. I've never really stopped and thought, how, how can I improve things? So it's been really, really refreshing for me, for the team, and everyone has really enjoyed it. Because the truth is, over the past year, it has been so hard on the process and the day-to-day -day side because, because of lack of process, ex-client is unhappy. You have to deal with that. Or then now my staff is unhappy because they've had to work so many hours when, when they should not have. All of these things that you deal with, and as a CEO, I know what people think. I know what my team thinks. People think that I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to manage. 
everyone has their own opinion to how they think it should be better or you would do it this way or that way and the truth is I let it slide all last year because I was working on the funding we we're working on growth we signed so many clients that I made a decision to be like I'm going to focus on those things and I know the things I'm leaving behind but once I've done the funding then I'll come back to it and we'll fix all the things because they're all fixable so essentially that's what I've been doing the past two weeks of my life I would say pretty much all of January if I'm recording this at the end of January I've just been sitting and fixing all the things that we need to fix as a business, creating process. And I think one of the biggest things we've done in the business, which I would recommend anyone listening to do, we've moved everything we do onto Asana, which is a uh, project management tool. So it's all visible with what's happening in the business. And I think a lot of anyone that has a business here listening to me would know that you trust your employees, your team members, your colleagues, but at some point, even for them to manage their day-to-day -day with what are they actually doing, and then up the chain for managers to know what the staff are doing, and then for department heads to know what the managers are doing, and then for you as the CEO to know what, you, what everyone's doing, there's got to be some way besides... Because what I found was, and I guess the mistake that I have made in hindsight, is that I didn't put such a process in earlier, and... Everyone is great at organizing themselves in their own way, but then if 20 people are all organizing their days and doing stuff in their own way, it's not cohesive as a business. And I've realized that afterwards, because some person writes writing on a notepad. This is my plan for the day. One person maybe does put it on Asana. One person just knows what they're doing and they're just going to get on with it because they know what they're doing. So I've had all of these things that I'll ask someone, oh, how do you plan your day? Oh, I'll just start with the most important thing and then I, I kind of just work through that and I'll see where I get to by the end of the day and then I'll just like, you know, carry on next day. And what I found was that's where the inefficiencies began in my business because it was clear that people are just not focused on the things they need to be focused on. They're not actually delivering what they need to deliver. They have no understanding of time, how long something should take to, to the time they actually have been taking on something. Within one team, one person can be really efficient and two people aren't. And, you know, if you have a business, you're going to go through this. And I've spoken to many other businesses and they all tell me this is actually the hardest part of any business. It's actually not your big idea. It's not your big thing that you do. It's actually the internal workings and processes like one of the hardest things. So that's why I've like taken time to focus on it. So we've decided to move everything to Asana. How that works physically is that if there was a... So we'll be creating, for example, a client on Asana, and then everything that has to happen for that client is literally listed out. And not only that, you can then put which people, and then you can also put when it's due. So it's very, very clear, like, basically, what's everything happening for this person, uh, for this client, and who's doing it, and when's it going to be done by. And everyone must put all the tasks on there. So if a client messages you at 2 p.m. and there's a problem, you obviously have to deal with it. And it's going to change your plan for the day, but you must go back and put that onto Asana that for this client, this issue's come up, I'm working on this. That's the only way to truly know what happened because by the end of the week, when, when these seven tasks are not done, there needs to be a reason why and the reason is of these other things and it's more transparent. Um, so yeah, that's been quite interesting and fun and obviously a lot of admin as you can expect. Obviously we have more than 100 clients so to do that across all of them, it's not been easy. We're still working on it. It's not complete. Um, 
so yeah, I guess it's been a big thing for me, my focus now. So, you know, it, it, it's not flashy as you may think. Raising 11 million, what to do with it. And one of the first things I'm doing is literally is admin, um, fundamentally. And, um, and owning it and enjoying it because like, if I don't set it the way it needs to be, how will everyone else know? If I was going to ask other people to do it, you know, again, the cohesiveness has to be like someone needs to lead it. I always think of it as like, for anyone that like watches football, it's almost like the manager decides the tactics and what the team needs to do and the different positions everyone needs to play. I always kind of think of it like that because like someone needs to truly like show or coach everybody to be like, this is the way it needs to be and what position everybody plays in a, in my, in my businesses, when we sign a client and launch a brand, it's very clear within the company who does what. I think that's the other thing that I've been working on more is just organization structure, roles and responsibilities, who does what. And I'm doing this four years later. I would say to anyone that has a business today, do this sort of stuff earlier. And I honestly believe the team will flourish faster because people will know what what expected of them and they'll be able to deliver that to you instead of they're thinking this is what the expectation is because they're, they're, their role is digital marketing to what your expectation is or what is actually required. So I've learned that the hard way. Um, so yeah, I guess besides that, um, the other thing that I've really been focused on the last four weeks, so we've got a new amazing chairman, um, his name is Chris, and um, he has a lot of experience. He's, bought, he's, he's built and sold his, his own business multiple times and um, the other exercise that I've been doing is is building like well, what is the vision of Genflow? And um, we have a meeting actually um, at the end of this month in January, which, which we call the monthly Genflow meeting, the MGM uh, for January for the whole staff. And um, I'm going to be presenting it to the whole company, which is like this is what we're truly doing at Genflow now, and this is our goals for the year. Why that's important is because everyone actually needs to understand what are they fighting for every single day? What are they working on every single day? Obviously for a lot of people, I know it's a job, they have to earn money, but it can feel more than that because you, there's, a, there's a thing that we're all working towards every single day. And your job is for most people, the most important like thing they focus on, obviously besides family and all of that, but outside of that, it's the most thing that you care about or put your energy on and focus on, especially for people here at Genflow, people understand that we're doing something and they're, they're part of it. So I guess as my job as CEO and my own, I guess evolution is now leading people from a vision point of view. So everyone is aligned on the mission and the goals this year especially some of the senior team, because I need everyone to be focused on the goal. So when, it, when you come to a point to decide something, if a client is asking for X, Y, Z, if that doesn't really align with our goal, then maybe we shouldn't do it. And again, this has also been missing, I would say, um, in the business, that alignment of what are we trying to achieve? So I've been also working on that. He actually shared a bunch of frameworks with me, which have been very useful. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to I guess uh, show everyone um, how that's done and I guess what our vision and goals are. But I guess, yeah, that's pretty much been, I guess, my life over the past four weeks. It's pretty much working on strategy, working on 
the vision, process, how are we going to do? And then coming back to, I guess, one of the, uh, I guess the fun part of it all as well is the plan for the year and what are we going to do? And in that, one of the one of the most exciting things is I think um, I've gone through all the people that I want to hire. It was actually, this was pretty crazy actually the other day. So what happened was I thought, I spoke with each department separately in the strategy sessions and we made a list of people that we need if we, we, if we were truly going to take the business forwards now, like chains are off, let's go for it. We made a list of people and it came to 42 people. And um, which I thought, oh, this is way too much. Then I sat down with my CFO and we have a financial model. Financial model is obviously the, your budget, basically, where you kind of uh, plan financially how the business is going to perform. I can probably get into that at a, another episode because I think the importance of knowing your cash flow and, and the rest is very, very crucial for a business. But so we plugged in the 42 people into our budget. And crazily enough, like we can afford to actually hire them all. And in that moment, I just thought like, oh shit, like, you know, like it's real. Even though you raise the money and the rest, you know, it just doesn't feel like that. Because then I thought like, imagine if this many people can join, what would happen? What would, the things that we would be doing, you know, it's just like, it feels crazy because we can get there. Just because I got here, I'm sure we can get there. So I'm super excited. So as of like today, actually for the past three days, I've sat and wrote 42 job uh descriptions with the help of the team and we're literally putting them out every single day so if you want to come work with Gemflow check out our careers page we're literally hiring in every single department um, also just touch upon that I've learned so much when it comes to hiring uh, we've actually now added 10 screening questions that you must fill out these are almost the same questions that we would ask in an interview and it has really streamlined the process because we're pretty much getting answers from people and in that, you learn so much about them, how they write, how they think, why they're saying X, Y, Z, and that's really streamlining the process. So yeah, hiring is uh, one part of the plan, which is obviously, it has a huge impact because I guess one of the biggest reasons I raised an 11 million and what, what, what's it allow, gonna allow us to do is pretty much just keep building our infrastructure and people will help build that infrastructure. And especially on the tech side, there's lots for us to build. Um, so we built our own e-commerce platform and obviously we have to keep making it better. So there's lots to develop there. So having people come in um, is really gonna help. We're beefing up our dev team a lot. We're focusing on, we're trying to build all the tools possible for someone to launch a brand. But most importantly, like business intelligence tools that show an influencer posting at 7 p.m. is the best time for you to post because that's the time you'll get the most traffic. If, if you, I mean, the best conversion is at that time. Like no one has developed a thing, which is what we've been working on alongside the e-commerce, is how much is a follower worth? And that is what we're kind of like fixated on solving as a problem. So, you know, we're hiring a lot of developers to help us keep focused on that, um, which is very exciting. Other things, uh, I think probably the thing I'm personally most excited about is that we're going to finally start building Gemflow's own brand. To date in four years, I think we've spent like £60,000, which is probably about $80,000 on, uh, on our own uh, marketing, which is nothing. So that's the thing I'm probably most excited about, is that we're going to start growing Gemflow's name. We want to be known as the go-to place when it comes to entrepreneurship. I want every single influencer, creator, YouTuber to dream to work 
with Gemflow one day. So I can't wait to start doing that. I'm hiring a whole team focused on it. I'm gonna hiring a uh, my head of marketing, a marketing manager, social media, creative. Um, so they literally every single day I just focused on solving that problem. We're gonna be coming out with a podcast on Gemflow as well, and lots of other stuff. Campaigns every single month where we like focused on us, you know, telling some sort of story, covering amazing entrepreneurs, creating content with them. Um, so lots of stuff, lots of free tools and guides for to help people build their brands, even outside of influencers, just anybody. So yeah, hugely excited about that. And I guess lastly, the money is just gonna allow us to do more stuff for our clients. You know, we have some amazing clients, help them keep building their businesses, keep scaling them. The more infrastructure we build, the, the better people that we hire, it's only gonna improve everyone that is associated with Gemflow full stop. So quite um, so that's 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 the plan that I'm working on. It's step by step. Step one is the hiring, which is literally the focus right now. I think we made um, three hires already. We've started this week. On that is another thing that's still on my to-do list, which is um, the onboarding process. So for anyone listening, if you're hiring people, again, put this in sooner. That the whole why people struggle for when someone's going to join your business is because they don't understand the way you want them to work. Because you're going to have a way of working because that's your personal way of working, especially if you started your own business. That just happens. And then explaining the way things need to be. So what I'm working on is I found a few uh, softwares that are like onboarding. And in that... Um, you know, we want to train people with everything. So what I'm firstly doing is I'm having a... Um, a 30-minute phone call with everyone that starts the business to just say hello, introduce myself, introduce what Gemflow is and what I'm trying to do and thanks, thank them for joining us. And then they're going to have a bit of a deep dive with other department leaders so they understand how each department works. And then obviously within the department they're actually working, they're going to get full-on training. And now we're creating full training uh, resources so people learn how to do the things we want them to do. But we're creating Loom. So Loom is a software you can create like uh, screen recordings and you can talk at the same time. It's very useful. Um, so they can sit and watch like, so when you're emailing a client, make sure this is the way we follow it because of X reason or whatever. Or this is our dashboard. This is how you go and get this sales report. Or this is this. Or... So I'm, I'm investing heavily into that because to bring 40 odd people in to a company, it can go bad if people are like not aligned with how we work, our culture. So this obviously is all down to culture and now the culture needs to be worked on. So I'm actually hiring a VP of people right now and they're going to be owning the Gemflow culture. Um, we, we have a very hard work intense culture. It's actually what makes us great. But at the same time, we need to look after our employees as well. I've been looking into uh, mental health platforms that essentially give you lots of tools and resources. They even give you access to like therapists because we're a high performing company. Uh, that's the other side of it. So yeah, currently working on that too because bringing 42 people in and our culture from this point, I want to look after everyone that much more. Um, you know, I feel bad because of the past year because of COVID, we had to do so much. And I didn't really get the chance to like look after people. Um, so I want to do more this year in terms of that. So yeah, I'm quite excited about doing that. But yeah, I guess that's that's the plan uh, moving forwards. I want to touch upon something, I guess, um, next is that during this whole thing, and I'm, I've been obviously going through, you know, 
what I'm currently thinking mentally and doing and, and, and all of that. And I think what's kind of stood out to me is four years ago, I used to be sitting alone at nighttime and just trying to do whatever I can to make the business work. And what's crazy to me is four years later, it's exactly the same thing as it was then. Like nothing has changed in that regard. But I think that's also my strength and it's also my, I guess, that that's my time. I love it. So every day from like 10 p.m. to 3 a.m., I would say is, is the time. Like it's quiet, it's just me and I'm doing whatever I need to do to just push ahead. And it's this idea of ambition. I thought it may change when you like have made it, you know, financially, obviously I'm in a place I've never been. Um, I've achieved more than I think I thought I would achieve, obviously starting out when you leave your job and the rest. But ambition actually like doesn't stop either. I, I honestly feel like if it's in you, it's in you. And that's just how you are. So, you know, at the moment I find myself every night working, as they'll say, I don't think it has worked. I think it's just my life and who I am and I enjoy it. For me, I'd rather do that than watch a series on Netflix. Um, and I have this feeling always that I can do more. In a, in a way that um, it doesn't phase me. Like so much is happening every single day now within the business, but I just feel like I can do more. So I still feel this hunger. And at times it surprises me because I'm like, I've already done all the things that I thought I was going to do financially in a place where I was going to be, you know, but I still feel this. So I don't know too sure if everyone else feels this too, but for me, it's still, it's still there and it still pushes me that I have an Apple watch and it tells you that you need to stand up. You've been sitting down for too long. And it almost does it like as clockwork that I'll be like on my desk for like an hour or so. It'll be like, stand up. Then I do stand up. Then I'll sit back down. Then another hour and a half goes, it'll say stand up. And like, but I don't even realize it because I'm so engrossed into what I'm doing. And I guess that's what you should chase. If anyone is listening, no matter what you do, just chase that feeling of like being lost in something. It doesn't have to be work. For some people that could be like, you know, learning a piano or whatever that thing is. But that's one of the things in life in general to like just be so into the thing that you're doing that you get lost in it. We actually lose track of time. I almost like you don't even know where you're sitting, what's going on. You're just so trying to solve this problem in front of you. And if you don't enjoy that, I honestly believe that's on that's being an entrepreneur right there, because that is what most people struggle. People struggle to focus on something like truly focus on something. They will get distracted by their own thoughts. Then they'll get distracted by people around them, friends, family, and the rest. Even people that love them. They will, people that love you will distract you from what you want to do. And being an entrepreneur is a very selfish thing to be, but it's the most rewarding thing as well at the same time because of that. And that's what I've found. So when I'm by myself at night, I'm in my zone. It's my time and I absolutely love it. And I hope anyone's listening can also find that because I honestly believe that has been what's got me to where I am today. And it's also going to take me to where I want to go. It's just this, you have to enjoy that. Like I enjoy my own company. 
I enjoy my own thoughts and it's my own focus. And um, I look forward to it. Like right now it's 3 p.m. while I'm recording this. I can't wait for this evening to pretty much sit and work on the stuff that I want to work on, the way I want to work on it, and nothing is in my way. It's, it's literally the best feeling. So if you start chasing something like that, you will start to find success in whatever you're trying to do. And But that's true focus. Obviously, ambition, if it's not focused, or hard work, which is not focused, is where then it goes sideways, because you may want to build the biggest company in the world, but thinking, yeah, I'm going to build it, I'm going to build it, that's not the same thing. Well, my thing is, what I've always believed, yep, I can build the biggest company in the world, but right now, I need to do these seven things that are right in front of me, and I'm just going to focus on that. So I'm a big believer of like doing like what's in front of you. Even in the back of your mind, you know what you're going towards. But I see a lot of people, and people that message me, they're so focused on like the thing that they want to do, big time, that they actually don't do the small things. The small wins is what it's about. If you can't get excited about sending an email, you're going to struggle. If you can't get excited about reading an application, or answering some customer support, or watching a video and writing some feedback to your team, or listening to one of your team members moan, and but then advise them and help them, because that's what it's actually like running a business. It's not big, big things that you may see the headlines of. 11 million investment, great. It looks amazing as a headline. And I, obviously it's in a huge achievement, but I actually love the small things. And I guess that's what I've learned. So I guess this episode, I call it Hustle's Ambition just because the ambition is still there. I feel like I'm still hustling every single day. To make yourself feel like that, it's the small wins. If every single day you have a target of what you want to get done that day and you get it done, it's one of the best feelings in the world. And it might be small, menial tasks, but it's taking you forwards. And that's it. That's all there is to it. And it's never going to end. It's always going to be like that. But you have to enjoy it. And if you do, then everything is going to work out and you'll end up growing your business without even realizing it because you're just enjoying the process. And that's what I found. That's why days go by, weeks go by, months go by, four years have gone by, because step by step by step by step, I'm just been building infrastructure, building things, helping our clients build their brands, and it just kind of happened. So yeah, I think I'm gonna leave it there. Um, as I said, this 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 whole podcast is for me to kind of just get my thoughts out. Hopefully, it'll help anyone that was listening. And um, you know, if you wanna send me a message, you can probably get me on Instagram. But yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. Share it with someone that you that you is trying to build their business. They may find it useful. Um, let me know if you've heard this um, screenshot and share it with me on Instagram so I know. Um, but yeah, I'll see you in the next episode.